0: Before I get started, which I know by now is probably a broken record and something you should expect in pretty much every podcast, uh, I wanted to do something a little special again. uh, But this time, it's a little different. A few days ago last year, uh, I had no idea uh, that it was going to be the last time that I would have any kind of conversation uh, with a really good friend of mine uh, by the name of Kelly Reynolds. Most folks don't know her uh but she was one of my closest college friends really odd couple short white kid uh real crazy uh but you know she was like family man loved me and would do anything for me and 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 likewise the same for her um but uh she struggled through a lot of different things and she's probably mad at me uh, in eternity somewhere because she told people not to talk about this but it just needs to be heard um and in her struggle it finally became too much, and she decided uh, that she was going to make a permanent decision based on temporary circumstances. And so, uh, I would be remiss if I did not uh, say to anybody out there who's struggling through whatever, especially our amazing service members who might be dealing with PTSD after they retire, or you know, someone who's just been through traumatic instances where it was something that you feel like nobody else goes through. I uh, wanted to say, uh, you are not alone. Number one. And number two, there is always help. Uh, so please do yourself that favor um, as I come upon or just past the anniversary of losing her. Uh, I know that it is set in my spirit. As a matter of fact, she's a real inspiration as to me starting this podcast and, and specifically doing um, the uh, topic on self forgiveness. Uh, you know, there's, there's always something um, that inspires you. And, and unfortunately, her event. Uh, was a catalyst for me, really wanted to make sure that I reached out to people um, and had the conversation on forgiveness. So, uh, like I said, this is uh, dedicated to Kelly. And uh, hopefully, again, if you are going through anything, do not hesitate. Please get help. Uh, so that being said, without further ado, once again, ladies and gents, let's get it, man. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How is everybody doing tonight? Hoping that you're doing really well. Hey, welcome to the Let's Get It podcast. I am Jordan Brown. I am glad to have you guys on tonight. Hoping that you're having a great week. Uh, We are on Facebook Live, just so you know. Uh, So what I'm learning to do is making sure that I interact and interface with you beautiful people. Yo, Jen Wood. What's happening, friend? My friend Jen just said, hey, so that's good homework for me right there. Uh, But yeah, tonight we are continuing on the topic of Forgiveness University, episode number four, Forgiveness is Not Math, part two, uh, Fractions of Grace. So I'm excited to get this one rolling. Uh, Just a couple things before we get started. Number one, thank you uh, for being a part of this. Number two, I saw a few people already uh participate in this which is so dope nicole weaver hey my friend nicole weaver said hey so i'm saying hey um oh nikki she's gonna smack me my bad uh but you know that we are having a contest let's get it uh, forgiveness university fu contest uh really simple rules number one uh screenshot and dm to me however you want to do it uh your subscription to whatever podcast platform you use uh so i know that you're doing it because if not sorry not giving you anything uh you know some of y'all out here y'all lie and i forgive you for that but don't mean i got to give you squat uh but yeah do that and then the second thing is send me uh, either a short vid or some type of creative caption um highlighting uh you forgiving somebody for doing something and remember it does i'm I'm not being serious it it needs to be funny it needs to be creative needs to be petty needs to be savage uh keep it clean but at the end of the day uh, I just want to see you guys uh, have fun with me on, on the understanding of forgiveness. Like, for example, uh, he may not be watching yet, but I got a, a homeboy named Jeremy Miller, whom I love dearly, <clears throat> who still has $30 worth of gift cards of mine from Cold Stone that I got for my birthday from some really cool people last year. So I love you and appreciate you for that, you jerk. Um, he's going to kick me for that, but I'll deal with it. Uh, but nonetheless, just that's just an example. But like I said, make it fun, make it creative. Uh, really excited to see what you guys got for me. And remember that there are going to be two winners. And the winners will receive uh, $25 Visa gift cards. It's just my way of saying thank you guys for rocking with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, so please participate, have fun, and may the best person win. Uh, but, yeah, I, I wanted to go ahead and, and pick up where we left off. Like I said, last week we did Forgiveness uh, Isn't Math Part 1 and, and just kind of broke down uh, what it was uh, – to be about to understand a more correction uh, in forgiveness, uh, going to your fellow brother, making sure that you do it uh, the right way. Um, and then also just kind of taking a look at <clears throat> how it doesn't add up the way that we treat uh, certain believers if they do uh, wrong us. And, you know, just want to continue to encourage you uh, as we continue to experience things in life, just rocking with people. Uh, remember that no one is perfect. Uh, if anybody was like God, then we know that we wouldn't have to worry about forgiving him because God is perfect and he's not going to do anything uh, to us. Ooh, that's, that's something to think about one day. Um, the fact that he would never do anything to us to make us have to forgive him. So, so yeah, okay. Uh, that's another topic for another day. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, kind of dive into tonight. Um, I think last week I had mentioned that I really wanted to take a look at the second half of Matthew chapter 18. Um, and so that's what we're going to do this evening as we discuss fractions of grace. It's part two of Forgiveness Isn't Math. Uh, saying hello to Christina Watson. How are you? Uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. She says that she loves it. I'm doing this. Um, I'm gonna brag. I'm not doing this. This, this, this is God. Uh, but uh, I do want to make sure that I do it to the best of my ability. So that being said, I just want to dive right into it. We're going to pick up. If you, you got your Bible, uh, you got your Bible app. Uh, Whatever you got, turn to Matthew chapter 18, and we are going to follow up in verse number 23. Uh, Verse number 23, now remember, we just got finished dealing with verse number 21. Uh, We were talking about Peter, uh, Peter, the the oscillator, the vacillator, the guy who's to and fro, the one who says he loves God and then denies him, um, and how God's, uh, or Jesus, excuse me, uh method of forgiveness is probably one of the best things we could ever learn to do because people are going to really say that they rock with us and they're going to do some really shady stuff. And in the end of the day, guess what? Peter was still one of the closest. Uh, even after Jesus left, you got to remember that he did some more shady stuff and Paul had to approach him and accuse him to his face. Yo, you're you're not being a, a really cool Christian person. You You suck at life. Um, but it didn't stop him from being one of the 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 best and the brightest in the Bible. So just remember that the next time you feel like you've done something wrong, so wrong that you know you're not worthy of God's love. None of us are. Anyway, just a, that's a freebie. Let's move on. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna break into the verse twenty three. And what we're looking at right now is a parable. Um Jesus again is telling stories. That's what parables are. Um and in this one, it's uh the parable of the unforgiving debtor. Um, and this is uh it's a really interesting, really peculiar uh, text if you read it and you kind of study his language close enough. Uh, so, you know, the, yeah, this is just good old-fashioned traditional Bible study, but there's a lot that we're going to get out of it. <clears throat> so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to doing this, man. I really am excited. So let me just shut up and do it then. That's a good idea. Anyway, Matthew 18, 23. Therefore, and this again is Jesus talking. Um, he's telling this parable. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven uh, and that's a big piece as, as well, is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, he's describing what it's going to be like. So I find it interesting that he's talking about the kingdom of heaven as he's addressing forgiveness. Let's, let's continue to read, though. Uh, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date uh, with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him Millions of dollars. Millions. Bruh. Sending a shout out to Chris Carr because she said, Hey, Chris, you're a champion. Uh looking forward to by the way. If you guys go to Wave Church, CG's are coming up real soon. Might want to get in one. Uh Chris and her husband are about to rock with me this summer, so this should be a fun thing. Um <clears throat> But yes, servant owes millions of dollars. Let me keep going. Um he couldn't pay. Obviously, you owe millions of dollars. Congratulations. Uh so his master ordered that he be sold. Along with his wife and his children, good God, uh, and everything he owned to pay the debt. We're going to break this down a little bit, but I want to go a little bit further. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, he begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Okay, first of all, I will pay it all talking about millions of dollars. I, okay. The symbolism, we're going to go, we're going to get into it anyway. I just need to go ahead and get through this part. Uh, Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. I think I'm just going to go through the whole thing and then we'll kind of break it out from there. So let's keep going. Uh, But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat, my God, and demanded instant payment. Because hmm. that sounds like what was done to him, right? Anyway, his fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time, saying, be patient with me and I will pay it. He pleaded Uh, But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and they told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man. He had forgiven. He had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you the tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured. Listen to that word. We're going to touch on that later. Until he had paid his entire debt. That is what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. That's kind of creepy. I don't know. Where do I want to begin? Let's just start back at good old 23. Fine. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with his servants who had borrowed money from him. And then 24 in the process, one of the debtors um, brought in, he brought in, owed him millions of dollars. Okay, so let's talk. I don't know about you, um, but anytime I owe anybody an amount of money, I'm probably doing my best to make sure that I keep an eye on exactly how much I own. And if I'm in my human self for about three seconds, if I feel like I owe them beyond a certain amount, I'm probably going to cut myself off from them and and just do what I can to, to pay that amount of money back. I'm amazed that this king uh, was so gracious that he allowed this guy to borrow millions of dollars. Now, I want to translate this for you. If we're talking about millions back in the day, uh, what that looks like in today's currency, U.S. American dollars, is going to be the equivalent of about 12 million to 1 billion, which, I mean, is an extreme amount um, as far as one to the other, we can't really tell which is which, but that's what most people would argue, or most theologians would estimate we're dealing with today between 12 million and $1 billion. This dude owed between 12 million and 1 billion, and then had the audacity to tell his master that he was going to pay all of it back, knowing dang well that he probably could not. Um, <clears throat> it is amazing to me that we have an opportunity to deal with people in this lifetime uh that we have because remember we're talking about forgiveness so i'm just going to symbolize real quick um that we have probably taken our fair share of stuff from um as far as you know hurt um maybe not taking them seriously uh just any type of random offense you can you can put in that category. And then what we do is not paying any attention, it accrues, it builds up. And it builds up to the point that eventually uh, it can be a tipping point for that individual. And so I'm not surprised, especially today in the society that we live in, when you continue to offend somebody and it can just be little things. You know, like I remember when in the sixth grade, there was a cat that I knew. He probably uh, is up here, Demetrius Middleton um shout out to him he sat behind me in in my sixth grade class and i remember one day for some reason i just decided randomly i was gonna start messing with him and i think i started flicking his ear and while i was flicking his ear uh he was cool for like a second you know he was cool he didn't he wasn't he wasn't bothered by it and then you know as the minutes passed and i continued to do it yeah because i did it for minutes because i guess i was i was a jerk uh eventually um he turned around and, and and punched me in my in, in in my ear, uh, which I deserved. And then he got up and went and told the teacher, and I got in trouble. Cause I deserve that too. Um, so, you know, I I think that it's interesting that we don't think about treating people um the same way today. You know, yeah, maybe you're not flicking somebody's ear, but you're doing something that eventually is gonna build up. And it's going to topple over and it's going to have a tipping point um, because that's how we humans handle that. So hopefully I framed that up just a little bit for you uh, when we we follow through with the understanding of the king's approach of actually seeing all this money leave his account. Not not the dues, not the servants' money. This is the king's money. And then he finally turns around and says, you know what? Because you actually asked. a little more time and to be patient, I'm just going to let it ride. Like, what? Really? That, I mean, in today's society, that doesn't make sense. Obviously, if you owe me some money, you know, I'm I'm a generous person. That's cool. But if it's legitimately a loan, I'm coming for it. And that's just how that's supposed to work. So the fact that he forgives him of the entire debt, remember, in today's term, 12 million to $1 billion, that is jaw-dropping. OK, um, and of course, you know, there's there's big picture symbolism in this. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but I wanted to focus in on one thing specifically uh, as we continue to move forward. So he just got forgiven of all this money the servant did. And then he turns around and he leaves and he looks for somebody who owes him what it says in the Bible is thousands of dollars. Now, if I'm going to translate that and you're looking because we're talking about fractions of grace. So this is where this came from the amount that the servant owed him was literally one 600,000th of what he owed the original master, the king. <clears throat> one 600,000th. So it surprises me that this individual who just got forgiven of what was pretty much gonna be a lifetime of slavery that he was about to be sold into, uh, because there was no way that he was going to be able to pay that back. It takes another individual who who owes far less, substantially less, um, and has him thrown into prison. And it's funny because I feel like the Lord um you know was 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 showing us something in here with Jesus talking about this parable. Because if you look specifically, um, I think it's in let me take a look, just my Bible tonight, no notes. Uh, verse 26, where he tells the the king, please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. And then if you go down to, uh, what is it? Uh, Yeah, verse 29, where the servant pretty much says the exact same thing. He says, be patient with me, and I will pay it. I think it's interesting that it's funny we can find ourselves in predicaments where we try to do one thing one way, and it ends up working for us. Somebody else does the same thing, the exact same way to us, and it's like we never tried it that way in the first place. Like it doesn't make sense. We are, I hate to say it this way, sometimes we're just straight up, we're graceless people, you know? And the fight in life for us is to be able to walk in grace because obviously that's the only reason we exist today. You know, if you're a believer, the first thing that you know about the process of your belief is that when Christ died on the cross, it gave you the opportunity to spend the rest of your life getting it right. You're either up or you're getting back up. That's my pastor all day. You know, so if we are having this conversation and you take a look at this, I I can't, there's just, there's entirely too much significance in the fact that he asked one way and he got off scot-free. The other person asked him the same exact way and he had him thrown in prison. Like it's jacked up. Shout out to my my homie Francis Esqueta. Yo, love you, sir. Um, Francis Esqueta is a freaking genius. His MCATs, he scored like a, a million or something like that. Um, but uh yeah, so just you know, I love the fact that it is so significant that we're looking at the, the difference of what he owed, which was 12 million to one billion, uh, as opposed to what the other person owed, which was one basically fractionalizes one 600,000th of what he owed the king. You know? Um, and albeit I know that we have to fight through our feelings sometimes, Um I know that when Jesus told parables, he was trying to get you to understand something. And in the big picture, I want to go back to the fact that he said the kingdom of heaven is like this. Um Because you know, I, I think I can't remember what episode it was, but I was talking about how uh I'm not surprised that there's there's gonna be a new heaven and a new earth because I'm pretty sure that, you know, we've packaged up some stuff as humans uh and we're gonna take it to heaven and it's gonna be like, yo, why did you bring that here? You know, like I said, one person already got kicked out. Um, that even though heaven is probably the 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 place of perfection that we imagine it. There's something to be said about that. And we have to keep that in mind, you know? Yeah, thank you. Sam McCrary saying faith over feelings here. So, you know, as we approach this, I want to talk about um, a revelation that I got some years ago. Um, And the thing about revelations for me is when you get them. They're awesome. They're amazing. But it's not like you just go shouting to the world. You know, my big thing is when it comes to revelation in my own life or in the life of anybody else, when you get them, you need to make sure that you have Bible to back it up. Because if not, your revelation is cool, but really it counts for nothing as far as I'm concerned. Because you can tell me something all day, and if you tell it to me, yeah, it could be just wisdom. It could be just something that's good for me to know. But if you don't back it up with the Bible, then please have several seats as far as I'm concerned. Um, Because, you know, I've seen a lot of awesome snake oil preachers in this lifetime. And yes, I said that the way I said it for a reason. There are a lot of preachers out there who come with the best word you think you've ever heard, hooping and hollering. But I'm gonna tell you, as a professor now, especially as a as a hermeneutics professor, which is basically the class where you learn how to interpret the Bible. Shout out to Jess Hewlings who who just who just gave me a thumbs up. Really appreciate that. Jess, all the way over, I think you're still over in in, in was it South Korea, Thailand, one of them you're out there impacting the kingdom, teaching the children, uh, love and appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, as as a professor of, of, of these subject where you learn how to interpret the Bible, um, I have officially resolved within myself that you cannot tell me uh, that something is something without proper investigation. And without proper investigation, if you don't have proper inve- investigation, if you just don't know, if you know what you know just yet, then keep it to yourself, and maybe that would motivate you to kind of study the Bible a little bit more, uh, to learn a little bit more so you can come out and show yourself approved as the Bible says. So if we are having this conversation, um, I want to relegate that for me, this passage did something with the revelation that I received. Um, God had to be like maybe five, six years ago, and it was in regards to dealing with some relation. Nikki Weaver, saying best professor ever. I guess it's kind of awkward when your, your students are, are following you on this thing. Um, moving on. Uh, but, yeah, uh, just I was, I was dealing with situations and um, some relationships that I had, and I had wronged some people because I don't always do things great, and sometimes I do suck at life. But I had wronged some people, and I was doing everything that I could to make it right and the people that I had wrong just weren't having it when it came down to it. Um, and I was really beating myself up about my head and shoulders, and really had to fight through that and just learn to forgive myself, because, <clears throat> like I said, self-forgiveness one-on-one. If you don't forgive yourself, there's no way that you can advance. There's no way that you can proceed. Um, not the way that you need to, not the way that you should. And I had gotten to the point where I'd learned, you know, the process of self-forgiveness enough to be able to make it through the situation. Well, the people that were not forgiving me, you know, I started praying for them because in my heart I'm like, yo, like I have a sense of peace now. I can sleep at night uh, for what I did because I understand that I'm not perfect and I'm still trying to fight through this. Why can't they? Well, guess what? You know, the Lord gave me a revelation and it actually involved this uh, passage because if you think about it, this passage is setting us up. We're talking about big picture kingdom of heaven. If we're talking about kingdom of heaven, we're 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 talking about where God resides, and everything that God is able to do within His residence. And of course, He is the all powerful. He's the omnipotent. He's the omniscient. He knows everything. Um, and if we keep Him, in 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 that type of you know, if we keep that mindset about Him, um, then there's something that we we ultimately understand about Him, which is that there's nothing that we're saying or doing that is ever going to be greater than what he has for us. And at the same time, there's also nothing that we're saying or doing that is going to be more powerful or more impactful uh, than what he has for us and what he's going to do uh, for us in our lives. Uh, and that also includes forgiveness. And so with that, listening to what we've just talked about, it is interesting to me um, that there's, there's such a big difference between, like I said, the money that the servant owed the king and then the money that the other servant owed that servant um, because it's as follows. Number one, if you think about it, that's like God's forgiveness of us by sending Christ to the cross because Jesus was priceless. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember that he is the king himself. He is the ruler of all rulers uh, sent down here to do exactly what he came to do and the price that he paid was something that we're not going to be able to do anything about ever like if you look at it remember that it talks about how the king said that he was getting ready to sell the servant sell his wife my god sell his kids oh jesus sell everything that he had um and at the end of the day the servant himself was only going to be worth one talent you know and i mean if 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 he had Bay, of course, his wife, I'm pretty sure that she's got to be worth more than him because anybody values their wife, The wife should be priceless to them. Their children should be priceless to them. And, of course, anything else that they have that's liquidation, I'm, that's cool. But it's still not going to equal $12 million. Like a talent may be roughly worth, at the most, I think in the Bible, $16,000. You are worth $16,000 if you're a servant. So now you have that. So if you think about that, you put all those together, you add all that up, it's not going to be enough to fulfill your debt. And so technically, you're stuck in jail for the rest of your life. Think about that for a second. But the king decided instead, nah, you're good. Because the fact that you actually asked me that, you have forgiveness and you are free to be released. So then you turn around, you find somebody else who's in the same predicament with you and you don't have that same amount of grace. You have fractions of grace for this person, literally. And fractions to the tune of one 600,000th because that's how much money they owed as opposed to how much you owed. Ridiculous. Okay, so now, again, let's get back to, to, to the revelation. People were not forgiving me for the mistake that I made in my life as I wronged them. I learned to forgive myself, I move on. They do not do the same. And I can see the bitterness growing in them as it eats at them because I've apologized and I continue to apologize. But at the same time, I tell them I'm moving on and I'm like, God, like I'm praying for these people. What is it that I need to do to help them? And he tells me absolutely nothing. And as I read this, I begin to understand why and the breakdown is fairly simple. It's this. Remember in the Bible that it says, unless you forgive, you cannot be forgiven. There's a lot in that, that we really never unpack the way that we need to. And this is why it is so important. It's, it's important because of this 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 parable right here. When we take God's, um, I don't know, not authority, obviously we can't do that, But when we take God's permissions for what he's able to do in our lives out of his hands and we put them in ours, it is almost as if we're playing God ourselves. And the breakdown in this forgiveness parable is as follows. It's almost like idolatry, but it's actually worse. Because in this, there's no real idolatry that you can see there's nothing that the person is trying to worship here I'm not trying to worship his 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 bitterness or you know it says he grabbed the dude by the neck you know what i'm saying like there there's nothing in here that that says that he's worshiping anything however there is a sense of understanding him being worshiped what do i mean but when it comes down to it if there is any type of idolatry here, the idolatry is for the servant who was forgiven. Um, Because there's nothing he's worshiping, like I said. But instead, if you think about it, if you look at the story closely enough, it appears that he has become the idol. And what he seeks is for I'm kind of nervous as I explain this because I feel like uh, people ain't gonna like it. If you think about your life, sometimes um, as the idol, what happens? You expect an al- an altar to be built around you, so that you can be worshipped with other people's apologies, or by other people's apologies. And yeah, that's intense. It's a little scary, um, because if you think about it, if you if you've ever ever been involved um, in a situation where somebody hasn't forgiven you just remember all the sorrow and the remorse that you feel time after time you come around that person you know they don't want to talk to you you know that every time they see you they think about you they're seething you know what i'm saying they want absolutely nothing to do with you until they see you then they go out of their way to make sure that you know exactly how they feel They want you to feel their pain. They want you to feel their anguish. You know what I'm saying? Like I think a few episodes ago, I was talking about the process of atonement. This should not be involved in it. They should not want you to feel that. And so what they're doing is they're expecting every time they turn around to have you say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. And that's the only way that they feel like they're progressing in their situation. And so, yeah, literally, they have just made themselves an idol to be worshiped. With your apologies. And you know, the the scary thing about that is when you're doing that, obviously, you let's go back to that that verse again. You you cannot forgive, or you cannot be forgiven unless you forgive. You know what I'm saying? You cannot be forgiven unless you forgive, because at the end of the day, you are God, and God never needs forgiveness. So if you're God in that situation, guess what happens. You take it out of God's hands. And if you take it out of God's hands, there goes reconciliation. There goes redemption. There goes the actual process of forgiveness. And you're stuck with it. And so that's why I wanted to go back to what's the verse? Verse number 34. Remember that it said, you know, uh, then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. To be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what this becomes for you. It becomes torture. It becomes absolute torture. And the only reason it becomes torture is because you decide to take on the responsibilities and the tasks of God when you were never supposed to do that in the first place. So when you finally release it and give it to God, and you start the actual process of forgiveness, that is about the only time you will actually experience peace in your situation. And I mean, I've witnessed people who have gone their entire life, years, having issues with with, with other folks in their life, family members, coworkers, people that they've been in relationships previously with that it just did not work out. And their only plight in life was to hold on to whatever made them feel the way that they felt uh, to the point that they decided, yo, I can't forgive this person. And so then they make every effort, every effort to make sure that whatever ounce of unforgiveness, like every, every, every ounce of unforgiveness that they have, they hold on to. And that's just not cool because then it doesn't just affect the person that you've decided not to forgive that slowly starts to trickle out and it affects just about anybody you're around. And then you become that one unpleasant person that people don't want to be with. There's no way I'm rocking with you. If you're the person that every time I come around you, all you want to do is talk about that one ex-husband, excuse me, sorry, that did you so wrong. Yo, I can't, it's my, my, my first situation with that was, was, was pretty interesting. I had an internship in college. Um, with a lady whom I will not name because I have learned to forgive her and move on. Uh, see, I, I know my own stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to practice what I preach. Uh, but it was funny. I I knew that I probably should have tried to find a different internship when on the first day I was talking to her and she told me verbatim that I reminded her of her ex-husband. Ooh, boy! And it was funny because every time I had a conversation with her after that, I would ask her, "Yo, is there anything I need to do? Is there anything I could have done better? Something I can work on?" And every single time, she smiled in, in her face and just told me, "No, you did a great job. You did this. You did that." But during my midterm evaluation and then during my final evaluation, she ripped me a new one through and through. And I just... I, I I told my advisor I was like I don't know what to do. I asked this woman over and over again, you know, but it was it was at that point, you know, I wasn't uh, I don't know, I wasn't super Christian number 1 at the time. I was trying my best, but it really wasn't working cuz I was in college. Girls were hot, you know, other things, parties, whatever. Um and so I maybe I did get the revelation, but I wasn't really paying any attention to the fact that you know, I was really <laughs> I was dealing with the byproduct uh, byproduct of her unforgiveness you know and dealing with the byproduct of, of somebody's unforgiveness it was not the best feeling and it was to the point that you know we I never even had a chance to talk to her about it again I really was hoping that I could um and it, it stuck with me for the longest time and I didn't really realize it until years later as I finally got myself right and was kind of reading the Bible and and then of course reading coming across this this parable um you know, that's, that's the effect that unforgiveness has. And so, you know, if I'm encouraging you anything uh, of, of anything today, uh, cause I, I want to wrap up, um, think about how you approach forgiving people and ask yourself the tough question. Um, am I an idol? And, Am I only out here after somebody hurts my feelings uh, to, to be worshipped with their apologies? Because if that is the case, then I'm sorry. You got a lot of work to do. That's the only way to put it. Um, you know, and as you do that, like walk through it. Just know, number one, that I'm praying for you because that is not a life that I want for anybody. My worst enemy, I don't want that for you know, um, you should pray for your enemies anyway. Just something else the Bible says. Just random thought. Uh, but seriously, as as we come to a close, you know, I don't have anything super deep, but I do have that one question um, because I know, you know, I've I've been on both sides of that. I was in horrible relationships when I was younger, and and I ended up dating a saint right after like one of the one of the worst ones that I had, and I treated that girl like she was going to treat on cheat on me like every two seconds. And I knew she wasn't. Granted, we didn't work out because of other things. We just really had some growing up to do. But, man, who wants that for their life? I know I don't. And I know that you don't. So, yeah, I really want to pray as we go through this. Just remember, number one, count the cost of your forgiveness. Because you weren't worth but like $16,000. And you owe... Jesus, everything like 12 million to 1 billion, uh, but he paid it all on the cross. So be grateful for that. And with that understanding, remember that anytime anybody has wronged you of anything, no matter how horrible it is, it is only a fraction of what Jesus had to pay for concerning you. Just a thought. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm done. Uh, thank you once again for, for tuning in. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little nervous for, for sharing that revelation because I know that it's not the most popular sounding thing, but I'm praying that it really does bless and help somebody. Um, yeah, again, I'm, I'm done, but, uh, be encouraged, uh, in, in that word. Uh, if it helps you in any way, shape, form, or fashion, uh, just like uh, if you have any prayer requests or praise reports, uh, please email them to me, uh, Inspired1USA, inspired, the number one USA at gmail.com. Um, also, again, don't forget about the contest. Uh, if you want to see the rules, please uh, visit my handle um, at the Inspired one on Instagram, uh, or you can just visit my personal handle if you're already on that as well, uh, and uh please just uh yeah learn how to forgive people I don't know that's that's where my head is right now uh and learn not to be like God because if we're like God that's that's really gonna suck for us uh anyway uh I think that's that's pretty much what I got. I am looking forward to next week um maybe back to the regular time we'll see uh but until then, just know again that I'm praying for you, love you thank you for rocking with me uh, and please remember continue to to be inspired uh, because that's what the inspired one does. Uh, So be blessed, be peace. Talk to you next week. Round out. Hey guys, it's me again. And I am here real quick with your just in case slash SMH review. Uh, and I actually don't have the most to cover this week, uh, but I did want to touch up on something having to do with the parable itself, uh, believe it or not. And did you know the situation with the debtor is actually uh, pretty much the same as the one in the parable of the 10 talents? That's a little further on in Matthew. Uh, it's pretty much an equivalent, which makes it a bit of an encouragement if you think about it, because uh, it's not that the servant actually borrowed money from the master. As much as it was the master entrusting the servant with it, you know, like an investment. And he messed up with that investment bad, you know. He probably did the stuff he wasn't supposed to do with it. Probably bought a boat, got a couple of houses. Uh, Them joints is in foreclosure right now. It's like 2008 all over again. Uh, But before it was all said and done, even in spite of everything that he did and all the mistakes that he made, he had all of his debts, all of them forgiven, you know. And so his situation was even worse, actually. Uh, Than that of the wicked and lazy servant in the other parable, because remember, all he did was just hide money. uh, And then he was out there with what they say weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth nowadays will probably be the equivalent of someone who's a diehard sports fan watching The Bachelorette eternally. Just let that sit in, sink in for a second. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So. Even in spite of all those things, uh, his punishment was far less severe. As a matter of fact, it was non-existent all because he was willing to work with the master and plead that the master be willing to work with him, which tells me two things. Number one, we should be able to do the same thing with God as we acknowledge the shortfalls that we have in this life that he entrusts us with. Yeah, I know. Bad dad joke, whatever. Number two, uh, I'm literally receiving this. Right now, uh, so that I don't have to make another student loan payment because it feels like I owe a billion dollars. I mean, come on, man! Like Jesus be a Morehouse commencement speaker in my life. <laughs> yeah, I know. For y'all, for y'all who don't know what that is, if you haven't heard that story yet, go ahead and Google it. Uh, just Google Morehouse commencement speaker. It is a crazy and awesome inspiration, and I honestly pray uh, that I can do that one day with a group of students as well. Uh, but you know, again, that's all I got. Thank you once again. Uh, Please remember that we are actually now on pretty much every major podcast platform, including Apple, including Spotify. Uh, Please go ahead and leave those five stars and a generous and awesome review because, you know, those who refresh others uh, shall themselves be refreshed and you're blessed to be a blessing. Just just do it. I appreciate it. I'll I'll thank you in advance for it um, and help us to go places. And I I just can't say it enough. Thank you. Uh, You are appreciated. And I look forward to rocking with you guys again and getting it with you soon. I'll see you next week. One love.